When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to fantasy. My name is Tony Squares. I am joined by the remarkable Chris Dell, and you are listening to the Fantasy Favorites. I am so excited, so excited to be diving into the football season, the fantasy football season with Chris Dell, and we are uh, wonderfully happy to be doing our debut episode on the at PG Sports Now YouTube channel and a member presented by the Pittsburgh Post Gazette and at PG Sports Now. We're also wonderful, wonderfully happy to be a member of the Post Gazette's North Shore Drive podcast family. We are going to be giving you weekly fantasy football shows to help you win your week, win your waiver wire, win your draft, and most importantly, win your league. And today's show, a nice little kickoff debut. We're going to be doing off-season shows about the QBs, the running backs, the wide receivers, breaking down all that information. But today's show is a very fun show. We're giving you the Ten Commandments of Fantasy Football. We're going to be helping you realize how to be a better fantasy player and how to be a better person in your league and follow these rules and you will do well. And I'm joined by the wonderful Chris Dell. He's my co-host for this entire run until they fire me and keep him along. But Chris Dell is a man who you may not know right now, but you will know in the future. He is the new Pittsburgh Post-Gazette sports editor and lead fantasy football analyst, as well as the founder and the head of the fantasy content at bettingpredators.com. My man, Chris, I'm, I know you very well. I'm very excited to be diving in with you this again. But for the people who don't know you, for the people who are listening right now who don't know your face, why should they listen to your Ten Commandments of Fantasy Football? Wow, that, that's a that's an awesome uh, intro. Keep the adjectives coming, Tony. Remarkable, <laughs> wonderful. I'll, I'll I'll take it all, man. Hopefully, I'll be uh, semi accurate by the end of the season. By the time we're doing our weekly shows and telling people who to start and sit and going through rankings and everything like that. But no, it's a, it's a pleasure to be here, and we're excited to talk fantasy football. Uh, fantasy football. We know Pittsburgh Steelers fans and football fans alike really want that type of content. And are very excited and passionate about. It passionate about the game of fantasy football as well. So uh, like you said, I'm the uh, found one of the founders of bettingpredators.com where I lead the fantasy football content there. I've been doing that for about the last three years. Uh, uh, my entire life, I've been in sports media, sports journalism, previously wrote, covered teams for the New York Times, as well as the New York Daily News, uh, and also uh, part of the Fantasy Pros Expert Accuracy Rankings Competition mm-hmm. every year, which I've been doing uh, for about the same length as the Betting Predators website as well. So if you follow betting predators in the past, you know, the week weekly podcast that we do on player props on daily fantasy on regular season fantasy, 
as well as some of the other things we got going on. But I'm excited to do this with you, Tony, here. And we, like you said, we've done podcasts before on your former show, on our shows as well. So now we're teaming up, teaming up with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette with this awesome community of NFL Steelers fans in Pittsburgh. And, I, and I'm excited to talk about things. And this piece that I wrote that's on the Port, uh, Post-Gazette sports website now, um, it was inspired by a 2010 piece written by uh, the GOAT of fantasy football, Mr. Matthew Barry. The absolute and, GOAT. Uh, you know, th- there, there have been different versions of this written. If you just Google 10 Commandments of Fantasy on the web right now, uh, but there hasn't been one done in a while, and I thought it'd be nice to kind of have my initial, I don't know if you want to call it diatribe or, or monologue about things that I like and things that I don't like about fantasy and what we as fantasy managers and maybe some commissioners like myself uh, can take note of uh, to practice yeah. in, in future seasons and for future drafts. So th- this isn't just like a draft-specific article. It isn't like a season-long article. It's kind of a blend of both because, as you yeah. know, Fantasy draft season is totally different than actual regular fantasy season, but it's all part of the entire experience. And now it's the month of August, so NFL NFL is here, preseason's here, which means fantasy is here. So I'm ready to go, man. I'm excited. Uh, we got we got a Hall of Fame game right around the corner. Uh, preseason Hard Knocks is going to be debuting soon. We're here. It's football season, and these I'm happy you brought that up about the Ten Commandments because these are rules to live by when it comes to the fantasy football season. So let's not. You know, uh, let's let's just dive right into these ten commandments. And again, you can find this in the Thursday print of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. You can also find it on their website. But we're going to go through these right now and dive in piece by piece what these ten commandments mean. And the very first commandment of the ten commandments of fantasy football is, "Thou shalt know thy league rules." Chris, I've been a commissioner. I've been a player for a long time, and it's really easy to know who's paying attention to the different league rules, the scoring settings, all that stuff, than the other ones. Why did you make this the first commandment, and what does it mean? Thou shalt know thy league rules. I mean, I think this can be applicable for – this can be applied to basically casuals, beginners, intermediates, or even hardcore fantasy players like myself because if you're more hardcore – and on the sharper side of things, you're probably in a lot of leagues. You're probably doing a lot yeah. of best ball drafts right now. And you're using a lot of different platforms, right? We have DraftKings. We have Underdog. We have FFPC, NFC, and there's a whole bunch of others, drafts that I plan on doing over the next couple months. And sometimes they change their rules. They change their playoff settings. They play. They, they change their scoring settings. Different yeah. contests have different, uh, different scoring settings, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe, maybe you get asked last minute to go into your office fantasy league or a family fantasy league, even if, even if you're playing for a little bit of money, a lot of money, or some pride as well. Uh, a lot of these things can change, and but if you're able to stay on top of the league settings, the roster construction settings, the starting lineup formats, things like that, uh, you're going to be better prepared to draft a, 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 as, as best you can and really have a strategy going into your drafts and into your league. So, like I said, no matter where or when you're drafting, it's vital to know your league scoring format, the roster settings, know how the starting lineup works, yeah. uh, know that know the platform that you're drafting off of as well. Because uh, ESPN, for example, at least as of last year, uh, if you have kickers in your league, they force you to draft a kicker. Whereas <laughs> other drafting platforms, even if you're required to start a kicker in week one you can actually finish your draft by not drafting a kicker. So that's actually one of the commandments we'll get to in a little bit of what to do. Yeah, in that you, you, you're stepping ahead of the commandments. You no, hate kickers so well, much, and I'm right there with you. You're <laughs> stepping ahead of the commandments. But, Chris, I do want to say you brought this up, uh, the multiple yeah. leagues. You're in the office leagues. I just don't know this as a personal question. How many fantasy football leagues are you going to be in this year? 
Well, I'm, I'm going to be running three myself. Uh, <laughs> That's already too a, much. Yeah, I mean, one, <laughs> one's a, one's a, a family and friends league I've been doing for like 13 years. Uh, another one's a dynasty league, and then another one is a listener league from our betting predators podcast. And I'll probably, I think about a half dozen is good for me because I'll be doing a lot of daily <laughs> fantasy, and I've done a lot of best ball drafts, and plan to do a lot more of those too. So we'll we'll, we'll see where it ends up, man. Oh, well, speaking of the multiple fantasy football leagues, you'll be in the multiple best ball drafts. Let's talk about a, a commandment that focuses on the draft itself. That's commandment number two. Thou shalt not idolize players, only prices. Now, that might be a little bit confusing to the novice fantasy uh, player, but what do you mean by idolize players, not, uh, not idolize players, but idolize prices? Yeah, so this all comes down to ADP, right? And uh, if That's, you don't know that's average is, draft position for those who don't know. Exactly. Average draft position. So where is this player currently getting drafted in the market? It's basically an average of all the different sites that give us draft data right now from ESPN, from Underdog, as I mentioned, which is more of a best ball DFS type of format uh, from Yahoo, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, there, there might be some guys right now whose ADPs change from today until a month from now when week yeah. one actually kicks off. And it really depends on when you're drafting, but you know, for example, Jalen hurts was the number one quarterback in fantasy last year, but you got him at like a mid round price. You got it. You got him at a great discount last yes, season. Yes, I did. Per personally, I did do that. And it was very good. I did too. And then he burned us for the playoffs. So we have Dead. no fantasy titles to speak of, unfortunately. <laughs> let's not talk about that part, Chris. Come on. Yeah. Let's not talk about that part, but yeah, you know, it's, he's an example to where now this year, if you want hurts on your team and you're starting over in a new league, uh, you got to draft him as the first quarterback off the board probably 90% of the time. He's going as a second-round pick, essentially pick number 24, number yeah. 25 overall the last I checked. Whereas, to me, the the new uh, Jalen Hurts this year is Justin Fields, who you can get in the fifth, sixth round sometimes that has the same type of rushing ceiling that that Hurts offered us. So it's all about idolizing the price, which means you want, you want to get the most bang for your buck round to yeah. round. And really, you know, the hardest one of the hardest things to, uh, to predict is how these players are actually going to do. So if you draft based on value, uh, you're going to wind up doing yourself a favor more often than not, especially especially the more leagues you're in at the end of the day. Yeah, and I do I do like that mindset that you brought up the Hurts and Fields connection because if you believe that they're going to pretty much uh, their output is going to be relatively equal, you should go out there and draft Fields just because you can use that second round pick on someone else in those top rounds rather than Jalen Hurts. I do like looking at that. Sometimes you have to say to your favorites that you're not going to be able to draft them, and I get that. I know we're talking to a Steelers podcast, and believe me, uh, we will be uh, talking about Steelers players in the future because I have one that I'm going to be drafting on every team, and I know Dell has one as well. But you have to be careful when you have to know the people you're drafting with and know when you'll be able to get players and when you won't be able to get players and sometimes you can't get your favorites but it helps you out in the long run uh the third commandment extremely important to everyone involved and i think everyone should follow this by heart and i think we've all also uh not followed it and been worse off for it but commandment number three thou shalt not take thy commissioner's name in vain unless of course you have a really solid joke now, Chris, is trash talk allowed in fantasy football? Absolutely, man. Trash Absolutely. talk uh, should be encouraged. You should be an active trash talker week to week. Now, at the same time, uh, you know, I mentioned in the article that I've made a lot of lifelong friends just from yeah. being in the same fantasy league. So, like, a friend of – we had a spot to fill. A friend of a friend came in. Now that friend of a friend is a personal good friend of mine just because of fantasy football – now I will I will say Tony I've also had friendships end because of fantasy you know 
<laughs> these things happened many years ago and I've tried to weed this out of my life personally for my mental health sake, but uh, you don't want to take things too personal and you don't want to get personal with people, whether you lose a match to someone who's talking trash to you, maybe you miss out on a trade opportunity, which we'll talk about later or a waiver wire opportunity, uh, talk trash, but have some type of a uh, form of respect or, or yeah. boundary in that aspect. And, and it's supposed to be fun supposed to build camaraderie at the end of the day but by all means the more active we are not just with trades waivers set in our lineups but with actually actively talking trash the more fun we're going to have so, so yeah. i absolutely agree that that should be one of the top three or four commandments on our list here and i, I will add to that fact that uh, uh if you have not been a commissioner of a fantasy football league you don't understand just how difficult that job is because you do have to like these friends that you have are going to be competitive. They are going to want to, and sometimes they're on different sides and you're very good friends with both of them. And you got to stay in the middle and make a decision as a commissioner. So taking the commissioner's name in vain, definitely talk trash to your commissioner, but don't threaten a mutiny on the guy. He's just trying to run this fantasy football league to the best of his ability. I speak that from my own personal experience, but commandment number four, let's move yeah, on. So, 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 Tony, Tony, actually yeah. just let me, let me throw one more thing in there because I've been in leagues where I haven't been the commissioner, obviously, and in the leagues where I am the commissioner, when people show that respect, they're like, hey, look, you're taking all this time out of your extra today to not just try to manage your team, yeah. but to organize all these rascals in one place together, make sure people <laughs> pay on time, make sure you pay out on time. I got get a draft time money. that everyone can make. Yeah, that, that's yeah. That don't even get me started. on. I haven't even gotten started <laughs> on that part yet for this season. But uh, that, that's a whole nother ordeal or episode right there. But, yeah, you got people sending me, uh, you know, they're fantasy entry fees inside birthday cards in the mail. Then someone sends it on Venmo. Someone sends it on cash app and Zelle. One of them's trying to scam me to send it on PayPal. So, you know, respect your commissioner. Know that the extra time they're putting in, I'm guessing that most of you listening or watching this here don't have a commissioner that actually takes a fee out. You definitely want, don't want to be in leagues up like that. If you can help. No, absolutely not. But yeah. Respect your commissioner and, and appreciate the time they put in this because without the commissioner, we wouldn't have a fantasy league to plan. Yeah, but also still trash talk him. But, you know, oh, yeah. don't take his name in vain. Commandment number four, and this is a very important commandment if you want to, to win your fantasy football leagues and be competitive. Commandment number four, remember the waiver wire day and keep it holy. Very important that throughout the season, you can lose your league during a draft. That is very true. The draft is a very important day to start your fantasy football league. You cannot win your league during a draft. I stand by that. You win your league throughout the weekly waiver wire, and it's very important to know what that day is, where you are on the waiver uh, uh, priority. If there's waiver wire money that you're playing with, any type of that stuff, know the rules of your league. That's commandment number one. But the waiver wire day is the most important day every week other than game day. Chris, waiver wires win you the league. Am I right? Yeah, it's a huge part of it, man. Uh, you know, trades play a big factor into it, too, if your league allows trades, because you can have uh, – I've done this many times. I've had very bad drafts, and I've used the waiver wire, and I've used buying low and selling high in trades to improve my team to where I'm actually competing realistically for a title at the end of the year. And and like you said, it goes back to commandment one, knowing when and where to submit your waiver claims. For, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I, w I won't jump ahead too much here, but – that's one of the things, for example, when it comes to – I'll give one specific example on this. Like I'm in a league with a free agent budget, right, a fab budget where you have X amount of dollars to spend on free agents over the course of the year. Yeah. Now, if you run you, – you could spend all 100 of your fab dollars in week one and have none left, which means that you'll, you'll have to wait your turn for everyone, everyone to submit their claims. 
Uh, but towards the end of the year, everyone's going to start to r- run out of these fab dollars, most likely if they're being active. So if you're midway through the season and only half the teams have fab dollars left and you know for sure that your ESPN fantasy app processes claims at five in the morning, if you're up at that time of the day or you want to get up at that time, you know, once 5 a.m. hits, you could literally go right into your app and add players for free where more most people are probably waiting until they get up for work or their lunch break the next day to add them. So those are just some tactics you got to use on the waiver wire. Make sure you have the extra hours, Chris. You have to, you have to do it, man. I mean, like I'll, I'll pull an all nighter if it's an important playoff week and I got some waiver waivers to pick up. So, uh, I mean, look at, at the end of the day, uh, even, even when it comes to this, like have your notification, I wanted to make this a commandment. I couldn't fit it in. Have, if you're on Twitter or X.com or, or must.com, whatever we're calling it these days, God, have yeah, your notification. Don't get me started. We, we got the Bluebird logo right here in the middle. So we're going to stick to Twitter for now. Have, have your Twitter notifications on for at least Ian Rappaport uh, yep. and Adam Schefter. And, and yep. turn on your mobile notifications for those two guys because a lot of times they're dropping Twitter news bombs uh, Sunday morning slash Saturday night at like 3 a.m. And you got to make sure you know that at least when you get up that next day because there might – there, there won't just be lineup decisions to make. There might be waiver decisions to make and guys to stash as well. So make sure you all do that because waivers don't just start and end on Tuesday and Wednesday. They go, they go, they go all the way throughout the week uh, for the entire season. I will say when it comes to Twitter notifications and also the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the jagged little line that goes from are you cheating or colluding or not, we'll get to that uh, commandment later, but there was a morning where I was over a friend's house. He was hosting us for fantasy football for his football Sunday, and I was playing him in our league that fantasy football week, and a Twitter notification popped up on my phone like it usually does with news from Adam Schefter or whomever, and uh, it said something that didn't have to do with this topic, but I reacted as if, oh no, Aaron Jones is sitting for the Green Bay Packers and so my opponent sat Aaron Jones on his team and then went about making me a breakfast burrito for the football day. Aaron Jones was fully healthy and playing but he didn't have his notifications turned on so he didn't know and sat my boy Aaron Jones. You can you can that realize is, who won that, that week. ruthless Tony. I, I mean that, that better have been a good breakfast burrito right there man. It was uh, a great but did have broccoli but it was a great breakfast burrito. Commandment yeah, number and, and, five. Yeah, yeah sorry yeah. I, got, I got to interrupt you one more time so Make sure you're following our Steelers beat reporter at the Post-Gazette and turn his notifications on as well because we got a lot of relevant Steelers planners for fantasy this year at Brian Batko, B-A-T-K-O. You can catch his content on our website as well. And one thing that you want to do, I mean, look, like there, uh, Ma- I mentioned Matthew Berry, the go to fantasy football, formerly ESPN, now with NBC, et cetera, et cetera. He also has his Fantasy Life website too. Uh, the Fantasy Life app they actually curate tweets from beat reporters in the nfl and give you personalized push notifications any anytime a relevant beat reporter from any of the 32 teams tweets something about a player that we need to know about so download that app turn on the notifications for that in addition to the twitter notifications i just mentioned uh there was a time where i was coming home uh uh, to help my dad uh taking my dad back home from a doctor's appointment we were we parked in the driveway he wanted me to go open the garage door I made him wait next to me for five minutes because on this push notification, (laughs) I saw that Carlos Hyde had been traded from the Browns. And if you forgot about this five years ago, Carlos Hyde was the starting running back from the Browns while the inexperienced rookie Nick Chubb was waiting in the wings. Nick Chubb was just sitting there on waivers, waving his hand, waiting for people to pick him up all season, (laughs) free of charge, and no one wanted to do it. 
And once I got that notification, I said, Dad, I'm sorry, you got to wait. I got to go pick up Nick Chubb right now. And he, he helped get me at least all the way, all the way to the finals <laughs> for an absolutely free waiver wire pickup. So notifications, waivers, the whole thing, it's all part of the strategy, can absolutely help win your league. We promise, folks, we're not insane. We're good-natured people at heart. Commandment number five, honor thy running quarterbacks and thy receiving running backs. Thy running quarterbacks and thy receiving running backs. Chris, you, you can focus on certain positions during the draft. You can like certain positions, build your teams in a certain way, but you really make your bread and butter on running quarterbacks and receiving running backs. Is there any reason why? Well, uh, you know, according to a lot of really good research out there in, in the fantasy industry, uh, a running back target can be sometimes worth up to three times more than an actual carry. Like, think mm. about that, right? On, on a carry, the running back is actually guaranteed to, to touch the football and make a play with it. On a target, even if it's an incompletion, that target is still worth two, sometimes three times more, depending on your scoring format, right? So yep. we want to make sure we have got running backs who – get as many high value touches as possible. I explained this in the article. What's a high value touch. It's a combination of running back targets and carries inside of the 10 yard line. Right? So yeah. if you have a guy who's getting 10 targets a game and he's only getting five, six carries, if, if, a, if a bulk of those carries happen inside the red zone and specifically inside the 10, you're going to give yourself increased percentage chance of touchdowns as well as catch-ups, and most of us nowadays are playing in at least half PPR or full-point-per-reception yep. PPR league. So those targets turn into catches more often than not, and they make a huge deal at the end of the day. So we don't want these grinder-type running backs from back in the day where they're getting 25 carries a game, but then they're coming off the field on third downs. And it's, yep. it's not just about third downs and red zone, man. It's about the two-minute drill. Think about the end of yep. the first half, the end of the game. If it's close at the end – the two-minute drill back, which is often the receiving back, that third down change of pace back, he's being on the field. And sometimes you'll have an entire drive of a quarterback completing five, six dump down passes to the same running back, and he's eating up all these garbage yards because the opposing defense is playing is playing safety net and playing prevent back yep. in the secondary. So these things can add up quickly. And one example to me of a guy who I really like this season because of that is Jameer Gibbs, the rookie from Alabama, who was taken in the first round by the Lions. If he can fill that role for them in an explosive, fast-paced offense, he could really rack up a lot of those high-value touches. We know they like to give the ball to their running backs when they're close to the goal line, and they also know that they like to throw their running backs in those two-minute drill scenarios. So that, that's just one example of the receiving running back. And then obviously we talked about fields and hurts, but you could give some input as well on just the rushing quarterbacks and why they're so valuable. Yeah, no, I, 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 <clears throat> nothing against uh, uh, Anthony Richardson, but I don't believe he's going to be a great quarterback in the NFL his first rookie year. Indy is going to play him most likely. They are going to start him over Gardner Minshew, and I don't think they're going to win a lot of games. I don't think it's going to be a very good passing offense, but he's getting drafted ahead of guys like Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff. While Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff might not be Tom Brady, they are bona fide 4,000, 5,000 yards passer, will throw a lot of touchdowns. 
but Anthony Richardson is getting drafted ahead of him because he's able to use his legs and score, because he's able to turn a, a QB scramble into a 50-yard gain, a potential touchdown. Those points add up so much faster than passing yard points and passing touchdowns. Rushing yards and rushing touchdowns are so much more beneficial. So that's why guys like that, If you, it's almost like a tiebreaker to me. If I'm torn between two guys in a draft and I know I'm going after that position, I'm going to go with the running back that usually gets more targets and receptions, and I'm going to go with the quarterback that usually gets more rushing attempts and rushing touchdowns. Jalen Hurts is number one for a reason. He, he gets those rushing touchdowns, especially in the red zone. So I'm right there with you. This is a definite bona fide commandment. But commandment number six, Chris, I think you're going to make some people mad. I think you're going to make some people mad with commandment number six, but it's truthful. Commandment number six is thou shalt not draft a kicker. Did you hear me straight? Thou shalt not draft a kicker. And then you added until the last round. What's wrong with Justin Tucker, Chris? <laughs> uh, I mean, look, man, like, would, would you rather have Justin Tucker, who's averaging like one and a half points extra per game than the next kicker? Or would you rather stash a guy like Nick Chubb, the next Nick Chubb, the rookie waiting in the wings, yeah. who with a trainer and injury ahead of him could wind, wind up being a top two, three running back in fantasy for the season. So you want to churn the end of your bench with this. That It's kind of an extension of the waiver wire commandment, which is you want to use the more bench spots you have, in my opinion, the more competitive and sharper a league is. And, and if you're yeah. in a league that's maybe not so sharp and you have, and you can push or, or get, get extra bench spots added, it's only going to help you out because those can be crucial spots for you to stash these rookies, stash these second, third year players who are just waiting for that one opportunity, especially at the running back position. Uh, and that, and, and that goes in, as well as having IR spots and things like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, like like I said, know your league because ESPN, as I remember in the last couple of years, unless they change this recently, you if you have a kicker in your starting lineup format for the season, they force you to draft one as well as a defense, right? Uh, and the same thing goes with defense too. Like that's the most unpredictable fantasy stat in terms of points per game at a certain fantasy position that translates year over year. And obviously, look, like the Philadelphia Eagles – were super dominant in fantasy last year. I picked them up for free before week one started because they they were getting drafted somewhere between like the 15th to 20th uh, fantasy defense by some people. Uh, they, they wound up being the number one defense yep. overall by a wide margin, but you have to look at their strength of schedule. They had one of the easiest schedules all year last year, and now you look at their division, which is slightly improving with the Giants. Maybe Washington is a little better. Dallas is always competitive, but the rest of their schedule – is a lot tougher this year than it was last year. And turnovers are, are one of the biggest stats that's based on just pure luck at the end of the day. So there's some negative, uh, you know, some regression coming back in a negative sense for the amount of turnovers they were also able to rack up as well as defensive touchdowns. So again, if you have a defense, you have to start every week. If you have a kick, you have to start every week. If you have to draft them, wait absolutely until the last two rounds of a draft. Don't be that guy or gal who drafts the Eagles defense in round 10. My dad does it every year. And, and I just put my head down in shame and disgust of my father and what has become as a fantasy football manager. You, you just, you just can't be that person. Uh, yeah. I'm right there with you. Draft picks are a precious commodity. Do not waste them on things you don't really need when you can get it. Like you get in the Walmart version when you draft it in the end of the round and that end of the draft. And that's okay. That's okay. It's not that big of a difference. And if you're a fantasy football commissioner starting a new league or trying to get the boys together to do the year two, year three of the next league, just eliminate the kicker position. Just delete it. 
off the app. No one's going to know. No one's going to get mad. You're not going to get a fine from anybody. Just just take it on. No one wants it. No one wants to be deciding between Evan McPherson and Mason Cross. Just take it off the roster limit. That's it. Uh, commandment number seven. Oh, I'm sorry. Where? Yeah, we're at commandment number seven here. Um, thou, <laughs> I, I can't really say this one with a straight face because we're going to get in trouble. Thou shalt never get married. <laughs> to a draft strategy. There's a key ending to that sentence. You got to wait not for the ellipses to go through. <laughs> Thou shalt never get married to a draft strategy. Chris, when you're entering a draft, you might know like, hey, I'm going to go strong at the running back position. I want to be the team with the best running backs in the league. Or, or I want to take Pat Mahomes. He's going to be my quarterback. And I'm going to pair him with Travis Kelsey. And we're just going to go with the Kansas City. Like, you can have an idea, a, a plan of attack, and you should entering a draft but when you get in there it's that famous mike tyson quote everybody has a plan till they get punched in the mouth i feel like this commandment is all about being able to adapt on the fly depending on league rules depending on league competitors and depending on the draft itself but yeah i'm right there with you thou shalt never get married to a draft strategy you want to explain your thinking there yeah it's just like you have to process information once a draft begins like you could go in thinking like hey uh you know i'm gonna go i want to get these I want to get my two elite running backs early and I want to be set at that position for the rest of the year. And all of a sudden you realize in the first round, all of your other league mates are drafting receivers. And if you miss out on getting the, one of those elite receivers in a half PPR or full PPR format, you're going to be really behind by the time week one's begin week one yeah. begins, even with your top running backs, because technically you can wait till round two or round three and get those running backs instead. So process the information and data that comes your way with every pick, with every round that your opponents go through with yourself as well during a draft. And you got to be ready to adapt, ready to pivot, be, uh, you know, be able to adjust easily on the fly. So don't go in with a hard, fast strategy. Like, Oh, I'm going to draft all receivers early. I'm going to draft all running backs early. You just don't know how that's going to play out at the end of the day. Now I will say just going back one note I wanted to make on one of the previous commandments about rushing quarterbacks. That's actually one of the hard, fast rules like that. I'm almost committed to every single year, Tony, is making sure that my quarterback runs the ball. Uh, when you look at the fantasy stats from last season, I mentioned this in the article that literally all 10 of the top fantasy quarterbacks in points per game last year had at least 250 rushing yards. That includes Patrick Mahomes. That includes Joe Burrow, who scrams a little bit. That includes Geno Smith, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, even Trevor Lawrence, for example. And when you look at five of the top 10 quarterbacks in fantasy points per game, Daniel Jones was on that list as a top 10 quarterback. He averaged more fantasy points per game last year than Justin Herbert, than Dak Prescott, yeah. than Tom Brady. I don't care how good this guy is in real life or not, but those things matter to me. So when it comes to a draft strategy again, like you, you, you might say, hey, I think Burrow's going to pass for 50 touchdowns this year. Mahomes is going to do the same. But if you miss out on one of them, be prepared to pivot. Don't be afraid to draft a quarterback who might not be as good in real life as opposed to fantasy, and that's where the rushing upside comes in. So have that be a part of your of, of your flexible draft strategy there as well. And you mentioned Anthony Richardson. Like, Tim Tebow was a viable fantasy starter for the years he started for Denver. He was legit yeah. top 10 option every single week, no matter how bad his spirals were throwing the ball in the field. And the same can apply for Richardson. He might look terrible as a passer, but he's going to rack up those points with his legs. And, and, just, be, and just in case you miss out on Hurts and Fields and you're like, oh, crap, I need a rushing quarterback. You still have Geno Smith who runs a little bit. You still have uh, you still have uh, Daniel Jones, I mentioned, and then Anthony Richardson waiting right there in the wings. I don't mind. I don't mind taking a flyer on him late in drafts as well, or in the middle so, of the late so, rounds. 
So one thing I'll add on to, on to this commandment that includes what you're saying right here, uh, you should always have uh, never be married to a draft strategy, be ready to adjust. But I do believe you should go into the draft with uh, some type of tier list for all of these yeah. positions, guys that are in the first tier, the second tier, the third tier. So when players start to get picked and you cross those names out, you might be able to see what the draft is looking like in the future. And you might have to reach for a certain player right now or know you can wait at a certain position because there's plenty of guys on your tiers left. So that helps you adjust to those draft strategies in the draft. I am all behind whether it's making your own or using another uh, person's fantasy tier list. Definitely go in with a tier list and don't just use that drop down queue that every website's using. That's that's another yeah. one. But we got to move on Absolutely. to fantasy football commandment number eight. Thou shalt not collude, cheat, or disrespect thy fantasy gods. This is pretty much a commandment saying just be a nice person. Right. Just be, be, you know, don't be, don't be, I can't swear on this. Don't be that guy is essentially what this commandment is. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, look, you can respect your commissioner and your league mates, like we talked about in the previous commandments there, but uh, your commissioner and your league mates, they might be nice, good people. The, the fantasy fo- football gods, that's a whole nother breed right there, man. You don't, <laughs> you don't want to disrespect these guys. Trust me from past experience. I, I've learned the hard way. So this is more of like a, an overall, uh, you know, kind of an overall safety net for some of the things that I couldn't really focus on as much. But, you know, always set your lineup. I mean, yeah. come on, man. Like, don't be in a fantasy league if you're going to leave a lineup spot open on a Sunday. Well, yeah, that, you, added, you, you were so bullish on that. You added that as commandment number nine. I, we can sort of combine these two here. Commandment number nine is very important. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy lineup. It's right there. You have to set your line. Even if you're even if you're out of it, even if you're eliminated, you're not making the playoffs, you lost your entry fee, whatever, still set your lineup every week. Yeah. It's just it's just the commonality of the team. You're doing this as a community. Set your lineup every week don't be that idiot that has people starting on bye weeks who are injured even though i'm tanking whatever you have to set your lineup and don't tempt the fantasy gods to come back and get you in the end because they will sorry to interrupt you chris but it was very important to get that out there they'll, they'll get you man like i hey look we're all busy like you are not that busy i don't care who you yeah. are we're all busy you're not that busy not busy enough to not set your lineup literally takes two seconds to do Always be active on waivers. Always respond to your opponent's trades. So this is just being present, being active, participating, engaging. These are simple, unwritten rules to follow in fantasy. Even though some leagues actually do write these rules in their league bylines, which I don't mind at all, or else there's there's punishments monetarily or otherwise for them. I've heard of those as well. Uh, Never show up late to your draft. I mean, that's that's fantasy one on one right there. If you're that guy, even if it doesn't have to be an in person draft, that's that's fine. Like even if you're doing it remotely and from your computer, be in the draft room. Yeah, there's always that one guy. There's always that one guy that starts the draft on auto pick, and it's just like it's my cousin Richie. Every year, it's my cousin Richie. I love him to death. There was one year we we moved to the sleeper app, and the sleeper app was very new at the time, so the draft had some kinks in it, and we were an IDP league, which means we drafted an individual defensive position linebackers and, and tj watts of the world and uh, uh richie couldn't figure out how to get into the app and so he got booted out the sleeper app drafted him eight defensive players i don't know why it did that i don't know what was going on but he ended up with a team of miles garrett he, he couldn't play all he could only play one of them but poor richie poor poor richie don't be that guy yeah and uh yeah i mean that that's i mean that's pretty much the i mean look there's a couple other things like Never have your league championship in week 18. I mean, that's the week where most starters. Don't I disagree with that. I disagree with that, Chris. We okay. will we'll have me, a discussion about that, that throughout the season. 
<laughs> we can talk. We can talk about that. I mean, if if well, you know ahead of time that you, you got to completely overhaul your strategy in week to week, probably once you get even close to halfway through the season for something like that, but. It is the ultimate fantasy challenge, but we'll get through that. As I said, uh, commandment number eight, thou shalt not collude, cheat, or disrespect thy fantasy gods. It runs into commandment number nine, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy lineup. Set your lineup every week, even if you're out of it. And the final commandment, commandment number 10 on this introductory show of the fantasy favorites with your boy Tony Squares and Chris Dell. The final commandment is very important as well. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's trade. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's trade. What that means is if you're in a league and you see two competitors make a trade that you believe is unfair because the dude you're trying to compete for a playoff spot or a championship against just got another great player and you're like, I wanted that great player. And then you start to make a stink in the chat. You start emailing people. You start texting people saying, this is BS. That shouldn't have been fair. That shouldn't have happened. They're cheating. They're colluding. I want to veto this trade. Unless there is actual proof of collusion and cheating, which happens out there. I believe it. I know it happens. Do not covet thy neighbor's trade. Do not get mad that you were not first to the trade talks, that you did not make an offer yourself, that you were not active in trying to get that player yourself. Don't get jealous. Get even. Do not covet that na- thy neighbor's trade. Chris, uh, did I miss anything there? Because I'm speaking for You can fe- feel how incensed I am. I'm speaking from experience here. This is why I've lost friends in fantasy, because of, because <laughs> of, this, because of this command. That's why I saved the best for last, man. My one of my best friends from high school, he's actually the co-commissioner of our, of our dynasty league. We've been running for about three, four years now. And I said in my article this morning, once it went live on the Post-Gazette website, and he just texted me back while we recorded. So I'm looking down at my phone. He said, uh, I fixed your last commandment. Thou shalt always decide to veto since it's an option in the game. No, it does not have to be an option in the game. As the Speaking to all commissioners, you can remove the veto option because otherwise yeah. – League members will form a mutiny against someone yeah. that they think made an unfair trade. There's no such thing as an unfair trade. If you're one human well, being to I, another, I, you're I disagree to make that. I, I disagree there, Chris. All fair, all trades are unfair. Everyone wins and loses a trade, right. but it's not cheating. It's not collusion. It's someone made a good trade, and you're just yeah. jealous of the facts. Sorry to interrupt. I, I mean, I, I had I was in a league one time where I had a commissioner reverse my trade the day after because. He said that too many league members were complaining that it was unfair. Uh, and the other person willingly made the trade. That's just absolutely terrible. I never went back to that league. The commission, it should be a commissioner veto only. And yes. if you truly want to take the, I've had situations look where there was a pair of brothers in one of my leagues. They made a trade towards the end of the season where one of them was already out of playoff contention. And I yeah. asked individually asked every member of our league, do you think this is collusion or not? And we agreed that at the end of the day, it was collusion because one of the brothers didn't deny it. Uh, and we, I wound up manually vetoing that trade. So yes. it doesn't yeah. happen often at all. And those are people you don't want in your league at the end of the day either. But look, Correct. if you, if you have someone new, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, but you gotta be a shark when it comes to this stuff, Tony, if you've got, Absolutely. Someone, new, if you've got someone new and inexperienced in your league, Hey, take them out for a breakfast burrito, buy them a beer, buy them a coffee, start giving them compliments about the car, the clothes they're wearing. They'd be like, <laughs> hey, you know what? You want to make a trade with me later this Sunday? <laughs> and I think that's why probably half my league is afraid to trade with me because they, they know I'm always trying to hunt and take advantage of. Absolutely. Hey, what, I, what I really want to know, Tony, is 
does if I'm in a league with, with, with Tony Squares, does Tony Squares have a conflicting opinion on a player that I think strongly about? If yeah. I if I think strongly about Deontay Johnson for the Pittsburgh Steelers that he's gonna have a hundred catches this year, and I know you don't like him because he burned you last year, and for some reason he's on your team, I'm absolutely gonna try to buy low and take advantage in that situation. So 100%. the more, the more th- this goes into a further thing about trades where you should never just send blind trade offers. You should, and you'll see how passionate about I am about this trading thing. Cause I'm sitting up in my chair right now. So yeah. you'll, you'll see that you want to text message or call these people personally. You don't want to just send blind offers because once you find out the mind frame of an opponent in your league and how they think about these players, once you see a difference in something, then you can get that player at a discounted price. There might be a player on your team that just did very well that you know you don't trust for the long term. One of your league mates might really like them, and then you can sell high in that instance. So that's more of a strategy thing that we'll dive into in future episodes. But that's absolutely how you want to want to approach with your mindset in terms of trade strategy and always looking to improve your team every single week during a fantasy regular season. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's trade, but thou shalt take advantage of thy neighbor's stupidity. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, And Chris, I I love how you brought up a little strategy throughout this podcast and especially at the end, because we will be diving into strategies, especially draft strategies throughout the entire offseason. We will be doing, as I said at the beginning of the show, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end breakdowns all the things we can do, and then getting into the week-by-week week of the regular season because it is right around the corner. We'll be coming at you every week with stuff to help you set your lineup, start sick questions, sleepers, all that stuff. We'll be doing it all, and I'm very excited to be kicking off this uh, endeavor with you, Chris, and I think we had a lot of fun this first episode going through the Ten Commandments of Fantasy Football. Again, this is an article that you can read in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette Thursday edition and also on the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette website. We're going to be on this YouTube YouTube channel at PG Sports now every week. Please like and subscribe to the channel to see us every week because we will win you your fantasy football league. I guarantee it. Dell, before we say goodbye to the people, is there anything we've forgotten, my friend? I think this was a very fun episode. No, I mean, I think you said it all. I mean, I mean, fantasy is the most fun time of the year for me personally. And, uh, you know, it's all about strategy. It's all about outthinking your opponent. And like you said, we're going to be back with more specific player takes uh, talking about uh, ADP, the average draft position, current draft values, and as they progress throughout the next month and a half until week one actually kicks off. So we'll have at least – we'll be doing a weekly show, and I'll be doing yeah. a weekly column. It'll be called The Fantasy Favorites. So that'll be the name of this show tentatively as well as the article. And we'll be going into our top uh, players to buy and sell at each position. We're going to start off later this week, most likely, with our quarterbacks to buy and sell – And then once a week, we'll go through, we'll go through running back, we'll go through wide receiver, tight end. And I'm thinking as like a kind of like a finale type episode, we might do either some type of a live draft with some uh, subscribers and readers uh, and or do an episode uh, specifically on sleepers and breakout players who are either not getting drafted or that you can take uh, in the very, very late rounds of your draft, true sleeper players that can help win your league. So that'll be on the website. It'll be in the paper. It'll be here on our podcast feed, as well as our YouTube channel at PG Sports Now. So uh, we appreciate appreciate everyone tuning in. You can feel free to hit me up anytime on Twitter, on X, whatever you want to call it. If you have a draft dilemma, a start sick question in the near future, feel free to throw it my way. I I love breaking that stuff down. And, uh, you know, we can create a nice little fantasy community online here. And and I'm really excited about that, man. 
I'm excited about it too. Yeah, on to the QBs for the next episode. I got to tell you, I'm not sure how high I have Kenny Pickett in the fantasy football <laughs> rankings, but we will go through all of that in the next episode. But that is it for today. Thank you for joining the inaugural episode of the Fantasy Favorites. Let's do it again soon. Sounds good, man. Peace.